Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome back to r slash pro revenge, where you come to get your dose of satisfaction by listening to others getting what they deserve. Guys, in today's episode, there's three stories. The first, OP's dad steals his truck to teach him a lesson. The second story, OP's wife starts her own business to retaliate against a bad boss and destroys his company. The third story is how OP shuts down a brewery. I hope you stay for the tales today and do hit that subscribe button for future stories. Let's get into it. This first story is titled... Malicious Compliance versus Pro-Revenge. High school sucked, because I was a forever friendzone nerdy gamer guy, so I decided for my senior year, I was gonna get out of Ohio and study abroad. I slept through three years of German, so I applied to go to Germany. I ended up getting a place in Salzburg, Austria, which is the most beautiful place on earth that I've been to date, and need to visit again soon. The study abroad place had a few warnings for the year before I left. Don't get into criminal trouble. Don't get bad grades. Don't fall in love. My only danger with the first one was my lead foot. I totaled my first car, but was allowed to drive my old man's 1995 Ranger 4-cylinder 5-speed, and it barely got out of its own way. The second one, I did enough to get C's and B's without caring much. And the third one, nope. Through some teenage angsty drama, I ended up meeting, dating, and falling madly in love with a girl who is now my wife and the mother of my daughter. I was 17 and worked full-time for summer. As stated, my old man lets me borrow his truck after I get off work. The rules are that I have to be home by 10pm on weekdays and 11pm on weekends. He justifies this by saying if I broke down or whatever, he'd have to come get me and fix the truck before he had to leave for work the next day at 6 to my turbocharged hormones, this is tyranny. I spent every moment I'm not at work with my girlfriend, because boobs and making out are awesome. But summer's quickly coming to an end, and I have to leave the country. The day before I leave, my old man eases the restriction and says that I can have until midnight to be home and can be gone all day, since we leave for NYC the next morning at 10am to catch my flight. This is when I hatch a plan. I'm leaving the country, so I can't be given a worse curfew or extra chores, and my family wouldn't piss away the study abroad money unless it was dire. I spend the whole day with my girlfriend and tell her to wait up after I leave. I have a surprise. I drive home and make it there at 11.58, creep into my room, and spend the next hour instant messaging her. At 1am, I roll the truck down the driveway and head back to her house and fall asleep with her in my arms. Life is perfect. I knew full good and goddamn well that I was breaking the intent, but not the letter of the law. My argument was that my old man never said how early I could go to her house, as I'd never woke up before noon, so it was left unsaid. Perfect malicious compliance in my head. In the morning, I wake up at 9, 
just enough time for a teary goodbye and haul ass home to head to New York City to fly to Vienna. But I look out the door and the truck is gone. I panic and realize that I'm a dead man, my trip is off, and I'm gonna have to work all the hours to pay my old man back for the stolen truck and wasted trip. I'm never gonna have time to see my girlfriend and I'll never experience Europe like I wanted. I call my old man in this panic to hear him respond with deafening silence upon hearing the news. Now, this is my old man's pro-revenge. He heard me roll in just before midnight and went to sleep. He did not hear me roll out at 1 because years of playing Dungeons and Dragons taught me how to be a good sneaky archer type. But when he woke up at 6am and saw both the truck and I were gone, he knew there was only one place in the world that I could possibly be. So he and my stepmom drove over to my girlfriend's and with the spare key, he took the truck and went home. When he got my call a few hours later, he gave a full 30 second beat and then began yelling at me and telling me that I'd better find his damn truck or I was never going to see the outside of my room ever again, much less my girlfriend or Austria. So I'm freaking out, running around her neighborhood asking if anyone had seen the truck and was about to call the cops when he calls me back 5 minutes later, laughing his ass off. He tells me that he took the truck and I was in deep trouble and I'd better be home fast. He makes me get a ride home with my girlfriend and her mom. When I arrive, he's standing in the driveway smug as hell. I got berated for an entire 6 hour drive to New York City about how big of a dumbass I am and leave the country as planned. It all works out in the end. I got the girl who I'm happily with 17 years later and the truck until it died of Ohio rust 12 years later. This story was absolutely amazing. It had everything. Action, suspense, revenge, and a happy ending where OP was the nerdy gamer guy who ended up with the girl. Oh yeah, and boobs and making out, because can't forget that. This next story is titled, The Girl Friday with a PhD Takes Over the Business from an Ungrateful Owner. My spouse was the second person hired at a consulting company in a very specialized industry. In her 15 years with the firm, it grew to a respectable three-office entity with about 8 to 10 employees at each location. She and the owner grew the business on contracts, expertise, and the presentation of my wife. To that extent, my wife's abilities and education were the main reason the new business came through the door. Over the years, her scope of responsibility grew so that the owner was basically 75% absent and mostly unaware of day-to-day -day activity. As he got more and more removed from the business, he would make overtures that he would eventually retire and sell her the business. He was so dependent on her income generating that he took out a life insurance policy on her. I did not involve myself too much, but at a major industry dinner party I attended with her, he introduced my wife to the table as My Girl Friday. Basically a secretary, which was weird. Over the years, she tried to get an agreement in place to buy the firm, even if it was years away. He always delayed and made promises, but never followed through. I told her, this guy doesn't respect you or your contribution. He will never sell you the business because there's no reason to. He can make more money by stringing you along and essentially, you are the business, so why would he sell it to you? One day out of the blue, my wife received a raise and bonus, which was a very minor amount of money and a contract that included a non-compete, non-disclosure agreement. After reading it, she realized that the owner was trying to lock her down from leaving to another firm, 
And to make things even more suspicious, she received a call from a competitor who said they were in final stages of due diligence and they wanted to meet her. The idiot was selling the company and didn't think to tell or ask if she was interested in buying it. She ignored the agreement and there were no other agreements in place. She was totally free. My wife is extremely loyal. She's missed so many special days working for this guy and even skipped paychecks when there were tough financial times. She was furious, the absolute maddest I've ever seen her. We discussed starting her own firm, and I asked how much business is contractually obligated to stay if she left. It turned out that most agreements were either handshakes or 30-day at will. I also asked how many would leave with her. She said about 75%, including her biggest source of revenue, who didn't even know the owner. In a very short time, my wife took a three-week vacation during which she rented an office in the same building and made all of the arrangements to set up a new shop. She agreed to leave any and all company property behind and do her best to give the old company no oblivious ammo for litigation. She called her clients and said, I'm leaving. If you want to look into relocating your account with my new company, you'll need to quit the old one before we can discuss it. And most understood the implication. While she was on vacation, she received a panicked call from her boss. He said, we lost the company. Do you know anything about it? And she says, I'm sorry, but I just sent you an email. I've resigned. All my keys and company stuff is on my desk. Bye-bye. The new firm basically took 90% of the business and seamlessly transitioned into the same company as it was before, but with the new owner. Even most of the office staff would eventually come aboard. Within a year, her old company closed down, except for the small office her old boss ran. She sees him once in a while, and he just scowls at her. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This last story is titled, I Destroyed a Brewery. Nearly 20 years ago, I was a brewer at a brew pub. The owner was a complete lunatic and an utter a-hole. Before I was hired, He had already purchased the brewery equipment from a closed microbrewery. The problem is, it was literally four times larger than it needed to be for the size of the place. And to top it off, he was selling big three beers too. And it was a Pugsley system. Brewers will know. Nonetheless, I made it work. I even got the stupid ringwald yeast to behave. But I only needed to brew about three or four times a month. So I wasn't needed anywhere near 40 hours a week. And I was salaried. So he decided... 
I needed to work night manager at least two nights a week to fill out my hours. That was fine. It was an easy gig. After our first year, he advertised a huge anniversary event with specials on food and drink, food specials, commercial beer specials, and didn't even mention that we made our own, much less put anything on special. Idiot. Not too long after, I got my first vacation in over a year. Life was stressful, not least of which because my mom was in hospice, stage 4 cancer. But her condition was such that she said my wife and I should go, she'll be fine. So we went camping for a week. The day before our trip was to end, we got word that she had died two days earlier. My family didn't know how to reach us, only she did. We rushed home about a six hour drive, and on the way I called my boss and told him what happened, and that I would probably not be in on Monday as planned, as it was Saturday. I found out later from a bartender that he bitched at the chef that I was probably going to want more time off. I did in fact take Monday off, but I went in on Tuesday to do my night manager shift. Now, my mom's wishes were to be cremated, with no embalming, so by the time I got home, she was already cremated. So the memorial service was planned for two weeks later, right before Labor Day weekend. There was to be a memorial service Thursday, and the interment for the family Friday. So I planned and made sure that the servers were full, and I wouldn't need to brew for at least a week. That Wednesday, the boss comes and tells me that he wants me to work night shift on Thursday and Friday, to make up for the time that I'd taken off to help my dad out, as he wasn't handling it well. He wanted me to come after my mom's funeral. I flatly refused, at which point he said fine, but I would have to work a double shift Saturday then. I nearly lost it. I walked away, and after I cooled off, I went back and told him that I was no longer going to do the manager shifts, and that I wanted to switch to hourly for brewery work only. He was angry, but stuck. He needed me in the brewery. Things started calming down, but after a few weeks, I noticed my paychecks were far less than I anticipated. I hadn't been tracking my clock in clock out very closely, because prior to this, I only clocked in and out when I was logged in to do manager functions, but I happened to have a couple of slips in my wallet. And because I still had manager access, I discovered that he had been altering my hours, eventually cheating me out of 20 hours in just 6 weeks. And that's when I hatched my plan. I was done with this a-hole. Remember that ringwood yeast? Well, in a brewery, you harvest yeast from a fermenting batch to use to brew a later one. And since we were slow, it often had to be stored for a while before it got used. But you had to use it within 30 days, or it goes sour and starts dying. Normally I would take other steps to ensure it stayed clean and healthy, but not on the last batch I harvested. It just went into the cold room and stayed there. I stopped going in very often and just logged the tank levels to make sure nothing ran out and made him suspicious. I would even go in to make sure he wasn't in that day and later messaged him that I'd brewed. I hadn't. And waited. On day 45, after I got the check for the last hours I worked, I overnighted my keys in with a resignation letter. He called me the next day screaming. I told him I knew what he'd done and that I wouldn't be back. I don't know what he looked like when he went to the brewery cellar and discovered that he had empty fermenters, nearly empty serving tanks, dead yeast, and almost no grain. It's a pity, really. After that, he tried to hire my former assistant, who was working at another brew pub. He laughed at him. He then apparently got the underage son of one of the brewers at a nearby brew pub to brew for him, but had to fire him because the kid kept getting caught drunk down in the cellar. So he tried doing it, and I heard they stopped brewing entirely eventually. 
About a year after I left, he folded. Staff showed up one morning to padlock doors. I drove through there a few years back. Not only gone, but the building was torn down. I felt like stopping to sew the ground with salt, but I was in a hurry. Altering someone's hours that they worked is a huge no-no, and OP could have totally gone after him over this since the hours were logged and kept on record. And that wraps up another episode of r slash pro revenge. If you guys missed the last episode of r slash pro revenge, a jealous co-worker sabotages OP and ends up losing his life in the end. It's a crazy, crazy story. So go check it out if you haven't. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.